Welcome to the Sales Lab Podcast. We got in here the guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Bower. Become a big name here at Hawks recently. So everyone knows him as being the Golden Door winner this year at Hawks, one of them. And um, I mean, making a huge leap from the previous year as well. But I'm excited to dig into your background. Yeah. I don't think the, the majority of the Salesforce knows your background. Yeah. Where did the drive come from to actually hit a Golden Door? And you have a big goal this cup coming summer as well, from what yeah. I understand, dude. So, um, yeah, let's start with that, dude. I want to hear a little about your background. I'm or from, where, yeah. yeah, where are you from? So I'm originally from West Africa, uh, born and raised. In, oh, kidding. Yes, sir. And then in 2005, I was turning 10. We moved uh, to Virginia, so we migrated over there. And that's where I grew up. Uh, growing up, played a lot of sports, basketball. I love basketball. Love playing soccer. I wrestle. Ran some cross country as well. A little bit of everything. Everything. Man. You know, dope. I was I was that kid that was always outside. You know, so dude, that's cool. I love being outside. I love playing sports and just that's where. So, um, moving from Africa, dude, when you're 10 years old, how was that transition? It was different. Like I, obviously back then, like just when you come to America, everyone just like speaks highly. It's America. It's America. So, like, you get excited, um, but I had, like, my family there, like, friends there. Um, so, it was it was something different because I didn't know the language. Like, we spoke back there. Uh, we, like, we speak Creole. Creole. Yeah. So, it's like a little hint Dang, of English dude. in it. Yeah. But I didn't Mainly know. French, right? It's like it comes it's, from France. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, but, like, I didn't really know too much of, like, I guess, America. Dang. You know, so moving from Africa to come here was just something new. And, uh, but... We made the leap. We came out here and made some friends, learned the language, and just, yeah, just started going. So a ton of memories then in Virginia. Yep. Right. Obviously, background playing a ton of sports. I wrestled as well in high okay, school, dude. There so, we go. yeah, totally vibe sport, with that. <laughs> Definitely a good sport. But um, so when it comes to door to door, then how did you get introduced to door to door being obviously over in Virginia? Over in Virginia. So back in Virginia, so I graduated and back. Back in Virginia, the main thing that you do when you graduate, either you join the military, you work at a warehouse, you work at the shipyard. So there's, like, a lot of different things that guys like to transition into. But what part of Virginia? Newport News. Or is what's that close to? Uh, like, I can say Virginia Beach area, Hampton Roads. Oh, yeah. Dude, they got they got military bases all over yeah, there. Yeah, so four yeah. uses there. So they got a bunch of, like, military people out there. So that's, like, the uh-huh. main like main thing. Um, so a lot of guys Makes just, sense. like, join the military. So with me, once I graduated, I started working at the warehouse. Um, I mean, I had, like, a couple of jobs I was working when I was in high school. I worked at Amusement Park. But I was working at the warehouse for two years. And it was cool. Like, but I knew I needed something more, right? Because I was like, if I keep doing this, I'm probably going to do this, like, 40, 50. And, like, this is not the life I want to live. Um, so I knew I wanted totally. – yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I knew I wanted something more. So what I did, I was like, all right, cool, let me – Try school, right? Because a lot of guys, when they graduate, obviously, they go to school or they got different jobs. So, so I moved to Utah because my sister lived out here. I went to the business college downtown, um, and I did a semester, and I was like, yeah, school is not for me. Which college? Uh, the business college. I think it's called, like, the Enzyme now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. And you, did you grow up a member of the church? Yep. Cool. Yep. So nice. I joined the church when I was 12. Nice. Yeah. That was probably a big role as well. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's way cool. Moved to Utah. So I joined the church when I was 12 and then moved out here. Did a semester of school and then 
after that, I was like, I need something more, right? Because I wanted to make money. Yeah. So I just worked at different jobs. I worked at the bank, worked at another warehouse, another warehouse. I worked at Pepsi was like the last job I did before I transitioned to like the door-to-door. But how I got in the door-to-door is one of my homies, uh, his cousin literally just got back from the summer. This was when he was working for Vivian. Um, so he got back from the summer. And at that point, we're all trying to figure a life out. Like, you know. Um, totally. And how old were you at this point? I was, what, like 22, 23? Like nice. 22? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I was trying to figure out life out. I was like, man, what direction do I want to go? Like, I'm jumping from job to job. Like, anything that paid more. You can pay a dollar more. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me try that. Um, so then he he came back. He was like, dude, I just made, like, 50 grand in four months. With me, I was like, man, that's insane. Like, how do you make that much money? I don't even have that you know what I'm saying I'm like, I don't yeah. even have that much money it's like, incomprehensible at the time yeah yeah so it's like yeah um I just made like 50 like 50 grand in like four months just working like knocking on doors like you know the whole like yeah come, yeah. come sit down with me let me kind of like tell you how it is so I was open I was like dude if this guy can go out there and make that much in four months like like teach me like I want to know um so that's when I started my first summer it was in 2019 uh, I was selling alarms uh, for Vivint? For Vivint. Nice. Yeah. I started at Vivint. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. so, I mean, that's, that's where yeah. a lot of our roots come, the guys who have been in a minute. Who are you under? I was, uh, it was like Brady, Brady Jones. Who was like the region? The region, I think it was Brady. Like Brady oh, Jones. Cool. Uh, I mean, he was so big back yeah, in the it was day. Like, yeah, it was like yeah. a lot of people. So Nice. I did that for a semester in Georgia. Um, it was good. Like the summer, it was different because I didn't know anything about door-to-door. Right. So I learned a lot doing that summer just personally. Like I didn't produce as like what I wanted to make, but I learned a lot about the job and about the grind and just what it takes to be successful. Because I saw other guys around me that were successful and I'm like, why are they successful? Because obviously things that they were doing that I weren't doing. So after that, you know, going to the next summer it was a big change. So still a visit? No, so second I, summer, did you switch? I switched. So that summer, as soon as I got done with Vivian, I was like, I want something different because Pest was going to be the first thing I did. But I thought Vivian was just cooler because I'm like, I want to sell alarms. Like, yeah. it, was just, it was just cooler system. Smart home equipment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Selling bug juice, door to door is lame. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the same thing. So I was like, dude, I'm not trying to sell pest control. Like, no, I want to sell alarms. I think that's pretty cool. Like, I just liked how everything just kind of worked together. Yeah. So I did that for a uh, summer. And then after I switched to Pest. I worked for another company called Arden. Nice. Yeah. So I worked oh, there. Cool. Yeah. So that was like my first official summer of like pest control. And it was out in Oklahoma. So that was that was good. Yeah, I had I had a I had a great summer out there. Um I did like my first summer there, I did like two hundred and fifty K in revenue, so like five hundred counts. Nice. Yeah. So it went Which from that was twenty twenty? It was twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. That's like when the industry was transitioning from accounts. Like some companies were starting to do revenue. revenue yeah, yeah. So five hundred accounts was, I mean, dog. Yeah. Right? So it was crazy because I didn't back even, in the day. I like my goal for that summer was like I was like, dude, I want to do like at least like two hundred accounts, two hundred fifty accounts. Like I just needed to have like some attraction, make some money. Yep. So I was like, man, like two hundred accounts would be good, um, perfect for me. Three hundred accounts would be like amazing, like you know. So when I got out there, like I was. Hungry. I like I wanted it because right before that summer, dude, I was like broke. Like I got back, had a lot like I had a kid. There was a lot of stuff that was going on that that, that fall winter. And heading out to Oklahoma, I had like three hundred bucks in my pocket. And I was like, dude, I gotta make this thing work. Like 
this was like my do or die summer. Like I have to be successful with this. So all the distraction was out the window. Like my main focus was to, to make this work. So I just went out there, grinded. I just put the vivid hours that I knew to like the best hours. And that was working from Monday through Saturday, just grinding. Um, so I, like I said, I went like 300 bucks. I remember driving back and like had like 30 grand in my pocket. And I'm like, dude, this is, this feeling is amazing. So that's kind of how I got into door to door and keep the past. Well, dude, I want to, I want to unpack a few things as you were, as you were telling your story here. So number one, and we, we've seen this as we started like recruiting and managing and like, and, and uh, you know, getting into leadership, there are certain reps and you know, the saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Like we have the opportunity in front of us. Not all reps react to adversity the same way that you did right with Vivint and Vivint's a dude. It's a grind. It it was, it was a, I mean, you have to be, um, you know, pushier during the sale. It's a longer sale, stuff like that. So your reaction automatically being like, okay, how do I get better rather than, you know, shrinking from the opportunity and deciding to jump back into some of the other hourly positions. Yeah. Obviously you had that before you got into sales. Yeah. Where did you learn that mindset of the grind? Um, to be honest, man, I'll say it all started back when I was like younger. Right. Um, so growing up, my mom, so my dad passed away when I was like around like five, six. Oh, so my mom was like the, the main one. And even coming to the States, like the amount of like work she had to put in to even get here because it was, it's not easy. Like, just coming here to, hey, we want to move to this country. It's not an easy process. So she used to go to the office all the time, all the time. Like, and I used to be with her. So you guys came over, and it was just your mom. It was me, my mom, my sister, and my brother. So I still have some other, like, some brothers back in Africa as well. Dang. Yeah. So growing up, I used to go to, like, like every weekend we'll go to, like, I guess you can kind of say, like, the city because that's where the office was. So we lived in the village. So we used to go to the city. Um, and then... I just used used to see, like, how hard she used to, like, push to see, like, obviously back then I didn't really know till like, I started getting older. Like, she had a bigger vision, like, you know, for her kids and what she wanted. She she didn't just want, like, hey, like, my kids are born here. Like, they're just going to just grow up and, like, not be nothing but just have this. I want my kids to have more. And Mm -hmm. I saw, like, the drive that she had. And I used to go to the market with her, like, every single day because she used to sell oil, like, cooking oil. Like, it's not a lot of money, but. I saw, like, the drive that she had, and just being around that and seeing that, like, when you go to the market, it's like everyone is there, you know? Everyone from, like, I mean, it's the same background, but everyone's trying to make a way. Totally. You know? I mean, yeah, competitive chaos. Chaos. Yeah. You know? So just seeing, like, the grind that she had, and she never complained. She never complained, even, like, when we came out here, she she started working. Like, she never complained. She made sure, like, like, everything that we needed. Like, you know, we had, I mean, we didn't have a lot, but like, she makes sure like we had food on the table. Like there's certain, I mean, uh, like we had heat, we, you know what I'm saying? Like certain yeah. things like, so, and I think that's where I, I got that from. And also I just wanted to be like better, you know, cause I didn't see, like when I came to the States, I was like, dude, I can't not just get a regular job and just make like, you know, regular money and just be comfortable just cause I'm in the States. Like, you no, know, like I want to, change a lot of things and um and i think justin prince just talks about being the one like i didn't really know too much about like being the one i know i had that vision then until he said i was like oh shoot 
I guess that's what I was chasing. Nice. You know? Um, so. the man. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, yeah, he, <laughs> his book is great as well. Um, so uh, that's where I got, like, my drive from is just being that, that just wanted to be that, that person and be like, okay, well, you're here. Now what? Like, you know, what, what you going to do with, like, you know, the opportunity that you have. And when I got in a door-to-door, I saw the opportunity, you know, because I always wanted to make money and be successful, but I just didn't know how, like, what department, what, like, you know, where I want to go and do it. Then when I got into that, I was like, dude, like, these guys are making an insane amount of money. Like, I want to, like, do that. Like, I want to have that much money. I want to, like, impact, you know, other people in my life. I want to help my family. You know, I want to be, like, that person that changed, like, actually that generation where we got to say, hey, that's the guy that changed everything. So that's where I said I got my drive from, just my mom. Dang, dude. Yeah, that's inspiring as heck. Yeah. Being honest, yeah, I, I think, you know, coming from where you came from, obviously that's got to be insanely tough. Yeah. You know, you've had to go through things that other people haven't even come close yeah. to, right? Yeah. But how inspiring, especially from your mom, that she took on the role of, of I mean, she was your, your main, yeah. main parent, right? You didn't yeah. have a father, no. you know, growing up when you were older, and so... She shouldered that, no complaints, and so that's that's freaking awesome, dude. So when it when it comes to now, you're transitioning into pest control. You now sold more than you ever have, right? You were yeah. planning on doing 200. Yeah. You said you had um, little boy at the time. Yeah. So right? yeah, so I had a uh, he's not even one. He was just born. He was born in November. I went and started knocking like March of like 2020, like for pest. Nice. So now your wide changed from not just you making a lot of money, but now you got to support a family. Got to support, yeah. And you said you didn't have a, a whole lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was tough because, like I said, I went with like three hundred bucks, like the three hundred bucks that I had was like from like my manager. I was like, dude, like I want to go knock, like I want to go out there and like start knocking now. Um, he's like, dude, I give you three hundred bucks to drive to Oklahoma, All right? And then I said, all right, cool. Packed up everything, drove to Oklahoma. It was like right before COVID hit. Mm. Right, um, no, I think COVID hit like even like that February or March. Yeah, when like it started kicking. Oh yeah, um, I remember, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Oklahoma. Hopefully, it was a little bit. Like, yeah. I was in Minneapolis that year, which they took COVID extremely seriously. seriously yeah. It was wild, dude. It was it was it was one of those like I was like, dude, like I don't know how this is gonna go, but I'm just gonna go out there. So I knocked for like a week, and then it kind of like hey, like you know, kind of hesitant, like knocking, and then I went to. Um, what was it? We went to uh, what was that place called? We went to another city. I forgot the name of it right now. Um, so I, I knocked out there for like a week or two, and then I went back to Oklahoma. And when I got back, everything was it was still kind of tight, but like people weren't like very like you know. Um, so I just started knocking. I think that that summer made that was one of like my I think like my best summer just because it kind of opened up my eyes to everything um, because everyone was home. Mm. So. Yep. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a lot like, of people, it, yeah, working, a from lot home, of people working from home. Yep. So all I knew was like, dude, if everyone is home, like there's a lot of things I don't have to deal with. Like, hey, my husband is not home. Like, wait till, like, you know, like, dude, everyone's home. Everyone's working from home. And people got some money coming in. Like, dude, this is just perfect. So all I knew was like, dude, I'm just going to go out there and just bust my butt. Like, I'm just going to grind. So it could have been a potential negative actually turned into. I think the records were broken that year yeah. all over the place. It was it was insane, and I was just like, yeah. dude, this is. And then that's when I started seeing the success. I was like, okay, I I, I got it, I, I I get this, I get it now. So that's when you caught the bug. Yeah, right. Because Vivint, how much money did you make? 
first year? Like 15 grand. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was, so. I mean, yeah, I was, I was very average, yeah, you know, it as was, a rookie. <laughs> so you went from, you know, 15 grand as a rookie, second year having a pretty probably exponential yeah, jump like in your income. 126, like my, like my, it, it yeah. was crazy. And like, yeah. it, that's what. Dude, which at the time is probably life changing money. It was. Right? Like, it was insane. Cause I remember I was driving back, dude, and I was like, man, that is crazy. Couple months ago, I was driving out. I only had like three hundred bucks in my account. Now I'm driving back, up front. I mean, like thirty grand. I'm like, dude, this is, this is nice. Like, this feels good. Like, you know, it was a, it was like a, a certain feeling. I, I, it's hard to kind of explain, but like, you just, you know, cried a little bit because I'm like, man, like this is like, like a life changing mind, but also like, this is like the lane that I want to be in. Like, this is something I always wanted to be a part of. Like, I was looking for. I found it. Now, all I have to do is just stay locked in and just take off with it. Mm. Yeah, because so many guys, like at Hawks, they're coming off their first summer. Maybe they didn't make the type of money that they were hoping to make. So yeah. I guess what would your advice be for them if they're trying to make an exponential jump in their earnings and in their success in the industry going into year two? Um, I'd say like sometime like the first year. The first year is always like that learning. Like let me kind of get understanding what this job consists of, and like the day-to-day, -day, like the ground, what, like, you know, the whole thing. Um, but for me, what I did is once I got done with that first time, even though I didn't make the money I wanted to, like, I just, everything that my manager was kicking me was like, dude, watch this video. Like I was learning the script, like everything, like in, in, like basically like in and out of everything, like pest control, like how to pitch. Like, so I was just so dialed in, like, I just wanted it. I just wanted it. Like, you know, I just like say, put in the, like the work, like just the, yeah, hours. Like, I was grinding. Um, I was getting ready. Like I said, at that time, I didn't really have a lot of money. So this was, like, my do-or-die summer, which, like, dude, like, you have to, like, make this work. You know? So all I need is just from playing sports. Like, I have to get better. Like, I love playing soccer. I love wrestling. So, like, how do I become better at this? I have to keep doing it. So I was just, like, rehearsing, like, my pitch, my body language, everything. Like, and looking in the mirror. I was doing that consistently every single day. When I got out there, dude, I was just with it. Like I, I knew my pitch. Like you couldn't say anything out of it. I was just going from like point A to point B to like I was just going. Um so I say if guys want to just have a massive jump, it's just find people around you that had a successful summer and copy that. What they did. I mean, ask questions. I feel like that's the big thing. Like a lot of guys shy away from asking questions, dude. I'm very like, dude, like how did you do that? Like what did you do differently? You know? And I think it just comes down to like how bad do you want it? Like are you willing to work harder than the next man? And I think that was like my biggest thing. Like I was in the even like that year that I went to pass, I wasn't the best pass like salesman there. No, all I knew was I I can work hard, and I'm just gonna outwork you. Like I don't care what pace you're on, I'm just gonna outwork you because at the end of the day, all this adds up. So I went from doing like two, three, four, then it went up to like doing eight consistently every single day, where it's just like it didn't happen over to, obviously overnight, but I was just putting like that that repetition in every single day, and I was just trying to work harder than the next man. That was, like, my biggest thing, dude. I was like, dude, I don't care. I'm just going to work harder than you. So, like, Saturday, these guys would come home, like, around 2 or 3 o'clock. Dude, I didn't get home till like, 10 o'clock. Mm. Like, I was just grinding. And then Sunday, I chilled, and then right back in on Monday. Because I had more, like, I had bigger things to take care of. And, you know, like, I had a kid, you know, and I'm trying to, like, make some money where I'm like, dude, I don't want to be broke again. Like, I'm tired of being broke. <laughs> you know? Like, yep. I'm tired of just looking at my account. I'm like, dude, like, I didn't make money. So, I just wanted it more. Yeah, that's money, and it's it's usually the same mantra, right? Yeah. It, 
if you want to be successful in anything, it, it's the same strategy. Yeah. Discipline, consistency, preparation, and being willing to out out work and outlast yeah. you know, everyone else and and you come out victorious, right? Now obviously, you know, doing you said two hundred, two hundred and fifty K that year. Yes, sir. Going from that to six hundred and fifty K is also a pretty monumental jump. Jump, yeah. The vast majority of sales reps in this industry never hit six hundred and fifty K. So I know we've talked a lot about your golden door at Hoxie, but I'm just curious. So tell, let, let's keep going with your story a little bit. So 250K with Ardent. And then I know last year as well, you had what, 300K? 300K. So I worked for Ardent for two years. So my first year I did 250. Then I ran the office. I did another 250. And then that's, after that year, that's when I made the switch to Hawks, so which was last year. Oh, nice. So last yeah. year was your first year at Hawks. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, glad to have you, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's awesome. Last year was my first year at Hawks. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Mike Paul's pulled us all over. Okay, yeah, awesome. yeah. That was the big thing. I was like, you know what? Shoot, let me let me make this jump. So I'm glad that I did. It was yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So 300K last summer, mm-hmm. solid summer. Yep. By all means, made plenty of money. So how did you double it? So it was crazy because it was a lot to it. So, like, that first summer that I did 300K, like, I actually tore my ACL, like, mid-summer, like, it was in, Second week of July. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in Georgia with Matt, Gavin, like all oh, like you know the guys out there. Yeah. And um, I knew like when I, coming into this, obviously I was like, man, I did like two hundred fifty k. But coming into Hawks, I was like, dude, nobody really like, knows me. You know, which is cool. Like I, I'm not like I don't even really care. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, dude, I gotta like make a name for myself. So all I did was just out there, just worked, and then like. Like I said, the second week of, like, July, I tore my ACL, which sucked because my goal, once I hit 300K, I was like, dude, I wanted to hit, like, 400. That was, like, the goal, mm-hmm. you know, that I feel like would have been, like, okay, that, that, that's a perfect summer, you know, um, because, like, the most I ever did at that before that was just 250K. And with all the twos that Hawks had, it helped me actually bump my, my, my sales up, like I said, with the mosquitoes, with, like, termites. There's a lot of different things, so which was amazing. So that just kind of helped my revenue up. Um, so I'm like, I told my ACL the second week. So it slowed me down to like the end of the summer. And then obviously I got my surgery in November. So before that, I wanted Golden Door is like the thing. Everybody's like, dude, like, this guy's getting Golden Door. Like there's different companies getting it. Like I know I wanted to do it. Like I've worked with other guys like already that hit it. Like Brenton Clark, he was like a big inspiration for me. When he did, I was like, dude, like I want to do what you did. Yeah, yeah, I know right. Brenton. Okay, yeah, he's a yeah. good dude. He's a great dude, man. Yeah. So I was like, Brenton, dude, like I want to do what you did, and uh, we just chatted, and and I asked him, I was like, dude, like what, like what do I need to do to to do that? Like the first thing he said was like, dude, like do something that's hard, like challenge yourself. And I just got my my so I got done with the summer, I had my surgery in November, and like a month later, I was like, dude, I'm doing 75 hard, right? And I see, I saw you did like the Murph like a year. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Congratulations on that, man. That's massive. Uh, Thanks, man. 75 hard's dope, too. Yeah, so I yeah. did that. Like, I just got my ACL done, so I did that for for 75 days. I was dedicated to it. Like, I was like, dude, like, I it was hard to, after ACL surgery. It was, because I couldn't even do too much. Like, I went to the gym, worked my upper body, but my legs, I worked on it, but I couldn't run. I couldn't really do a lot of things. Yeah, very so, limited. Yeah, so it was, like, snowing. Like, it was cold, but I was out there every single day. You know, doing my workouts, I was I was walking, like you know, because I wanted to push myself. That way, when the summer comes, like there's no excuses. 
you know, and this was a goal that I wanted to do. Like, I made a, I manifested it because I wanted, it's crazy because I think it all kind of add up as well when I brought it up, like, but the awards of last year when guys were getting called up, Cutler got his award. Like, these are things I like to do. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be up there getting those awards. Like, there's no reason. Like, it would be dope to everybody to, like, achieve these goals, but, like, there's no reason why I should be sitting here and, like, guys are getting called up. Like, you know, that, that competitive drive just started kicking in. Good. You yeah. Know? And I, like, <laughs> and I was talking to Adam, and I was like, dude, like, like I'm doing it. Like, I want to hit big numbers. I was like, dude, I want to go for Golden Door. And, like, I want to get, like, the award. I was like, dude, what about MVP? I was like, dude, let's do it. Like, whatever it is, I was like, dude, I want it. Like, because all that was just pushing me. Yep. You know? And, and I, dude, I remember Adam and Stratton because we were naming off, you know, who could potentially hit a golden door, and they mentioned you. And yeah. I didn't know you at all at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like, Rob totally could. Yeah. He did 300K. So that, by statistically, not not insanely likely to hit yeah. a golden door, you know? I didn't know about the ACL or anything like yeah. that. So, so yeah, but, but yeah, it just goes to show you had already made up your mind, dude. Yeah, the right mind was there. like, I already, I already yeah, made it. Done. Um, and Clay had that video that he, like, uh, for the award, which when I saw that, I was like, man, I forgot all about this. Right? That's awesome. But I was committed. I was, dude, I want to be the first black man to hit Golden Door. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a lot of reasons doing it. I had, like, a bunch of whys, but I was like, dude, I want to do it so other guys around me can be like, man, it's possible. Like, you know, don't limit yourself. And that's, like, my big thing is, like, don't limit yourself. Like, you know, set massive goal. Like, let it scare you. If you hit it, perfect. If you don't, but that's something, like, you're still chasing, like, you know. So that was, like, my thing. So I was like, dude, like, let's go out there and do it. Like, I don't care what it t- like what it takes. So, like I'm just going to go out there and push as hard as I can till I hit this. I am not coming home till I hit this goal. And I think once your mind is made up, dude, it's like like I'm like no one can stop me. Like dude, I was out there just like just grinding. Like I'm dude, I don't care what you say, whatever. Like however you react to me, like I was just so locked in because it was bigger than me. You know? Dude, now yeah, I remember watching you throw it on the on the board. It was consistent. Yeah, you never really let up. You know, just hammering all summer long, dude. It was inspiring. So I want to know what was something during this summer, because you had ACL the summer before. Yep, yep. And sometimes, you know, Nicholas Nassim Taleb calls out a black swan. It's like an unforeseen event by its nature. Completely, yeah, completely out of our control. Sometimes those happen. But this last summer, what was one of the biggest challenges you encountered in trying to hit your goal that – you had to overcome. I think the one of the biggest challenges I had to, I think it's just the consistency. Like before, when you have goals, you say, I'm going to achieve this goal, right? Sometimes you might just say, I personally, this is like the goal I want to hit. Like this goal was a goal that it was tough because I was like, dude, the most I ever did was 300K mm. in the summer. And I have to double that, and I have to sell another more, like you know, another fifty on top of that. Yep. Right. Um, so I think like the biggest, and before even that, like I wrote my name down on the board. Like everyone knew, you're going for a golden door. Yep. And I didn't want to be you that made guy. It public. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be that guy. I'm glad that I did, because that put an extra fire under me, right? But I didn't want to be that guy to say, okay, I'm going to do this and don't do it. Totally. You know, so I think the biggest challenge that I had this year was just the consistent. Like, I had to – you can't really have, like, slow days. I mean, you can have one one day, but, like, you know what I'm saying? You can't have a slow week. You can't have multiple – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it was just the consistent. Like, I have to sell high every single day, that anxiety, you know, before, yeah. before you well, hit dude, the- Yeah, because it's not just – 
there's consistency and then there's you have to show up yep at 100 percent every day every day yep. and if you have a down week or whatever that could impact impact and then there's downward spirals that yep. happen and all that so yep. so can you do you have any you know can you put into words what that's like to and you you mentioned anxiety yep. every morning you're starting out at zero zero and yeah. You know, odds are stacked against you. You made it public. Yep. How did you handle that? Um, did you have a routine of some sort? Like, did I just, I mean, I make sure, like, I worked out in the morning. Like, I just make sure that I was getting better every single day. But I think, like, my biggest thing that I kind of did, I, I just didn't stop. Like, regardless how the day was going, I, I didn't stop. Mm. You know, like, I feel like a lot of time guys will go out there, they have a massive goal, like, one or two days or a week will go by where it's like this week sucks and it's like then they start changing their goals like the goals are still the same right so my thing is like dude like i'm just gonna go out there every single day give my best regardless how i'm feeling like yes this how i'm like you know what i'm saying yes i have to go out there and, and produce a, a, a big number but just go out there smile have a great attitude you know control the things i can control you know and don't slow down I think that's like the thing. I just had a positive attitude. Like my mindset was just sharp. I was like, dude, like I am not stopping regardless of what happens. Like this is the goal, and this is what I already told everyone that I'm going to do, and this is something that I want to do. Like regardless how the day goes, like I'm not. I'm working the same hours and some, right? So I think that's like my big thing. I just didn't slow down or stop regardless how you know the day was going and whatever happened. I just kept going consistently every single day. And it's crazy. Like, once you do that, people see that. And, dude, I was on the doors, man. Like, people are like, dude, man, you, you want this, huh? And I was like, dude, yes. Like, because people can feed off that. Yeah. Like, there's time I would tell people, I'm like, dude, listen, give me a shot. Like, I got this massive goal that I'm trying to hit. I'm going to be the first black man to do it. Like, give me a shot. Help me out. Right? And it's crazy how, like, people also feed into that because they're like, dude, I'll see you trying to achieve something. Like, people like to support that. You yeah. know? So, that, that was, like, my thing. So, I was just made sure. I was like, dude, like, I just got to go every single day positive attitude and just keep going don't stop don't stop regardless how the day goes don't stop if you're having a massive day keep going like don't stop just because you're at 10 account for the day no keep going like you know like that was like my drive like every single day um so i'll say with, with stuff like that it's just like guys you just got to keep going you know it's just total blinders yeah putting the blinders on and just, just yeah. absolute focus focus yeah nothing else really mattered at that point at that point yeah, yeah. it was just that like you know yeah so. dude no i i think it's super inspiring and anyone watching this podcast really should take that to heart right yeah. because the the emotions will go up and down yep right that you can't control the outside forces but you can just keep a, an even keel yep. yep and and just hit the doors just hit it and hit it as hard as you can for as long as you can and that's what and i, and I think that's like that's like main thing i was just like dude like, like i said i was even this year a lot of time people think like well you hit golden door, like you must be doing something that's like you might do. Like, it's the same pitch, it's the same thing. Like, everyone says, it's just how I go about it, how my attitude is, like my drive, dude. I don't stop, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going. Why are you slowing down? Why are you taking like a two hour lunch, dude? I'm still knocking on the doors, like you know. So, I just wanted it more than you and showing up 100% yep. every door, every single day. It's easy to go on autopilot, yep. easy to take a day where you're just tired. I'm sure you got. Oh, yeah. No doubt with sickness. Yep. I'm sure there were distractions. I'm sure yep. there were plenty of things that could have taken you off the doors. Every excuse that every rep makes, right? Yep. right? That yep. could take them off the doors. You just made the decision 
Like, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. Like, you know, I'm like, this is my goal, dude. I already told everyone. I write my name down. And, like, and also I had, like, great, like, my, my regionals. Like, you know, like, Strat, Adam, these dudes were checking in all the time. Like, dude, I was like, you're good. You need anything. And I told him. It's funny because I told him before the summer started. I was like, dude, I love you guys. But just give me the tr- just give me your truck and just like leave me alone. <laughs> like it's for like that's literally what I told him. I like, dude, like just give me your truck and just leave me alone. Yeah. Right. And then uh, they'll awesome. they'll check in there and there. But I was like, dude, I'm good. How, I was trying to be like, yo, dude, how's how's everything? I'm like, bro, I'm good. Like I'm good. Just dialed. I'm dialed. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. I'm 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 okay. Like, Limiting you distractions. Yeah. Like, you yeah. need anything? I'm like, bro, I'm good. Just just make sure my my, my routes are, are good. Yeah. And I'm I'm straight. You know, because I don't ask for much, dude. I'm just put me out there, dude. And I'm go get it. Yeah, that's money. Well, what what's in the future then for Rob Vore? So, I go wise. Yeah. Um. So next year, man, I, I want to push my limits. So I'm going for a million. Dang. Yeah. You heard it here. Yeah. Guys, doing a million. That's freaking awesome. So does that intimidate you? It does. It's scary. I mean, like I say, anything that if you set a goal and if it doesn't scare you, then it's like too small. Yeah. And even like six fifty was scary, but. You have to, you know what I'm saying? You got to push your limits. You got to push yourself, you know? Yep. And because that started, that belief started hitting me. It was like, dude, I already did it. I already did 650. Like, there's no reason why I should sell less than that. Why go for the same number again when I can go for more? Like, regardless how much work I got to put in now. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, the company mantra has become. So, Rob yeah. is going to become a million-dollar man. So, that's the, that's the goal, man. So, that's so I'm, I'm excited for that. So I got awesome. a lot of guys around me that are, like, pushing, to, pushing me to get there. So, it's... It's dope, and I think that's one thing I love about Hawks is just guys are just willing to help you reach your goal, and uh, always supporting you. Kind of come together as a family and make yeah. it happen, dude. We'll all be we'll all be cheering for you. So, um, anything else that Hawks has helped you with specifically? You're going on, you know, year three with Hawks. Mm-hmm. So, how has Hawks played a role in helping you out? It's been good, man. Um, like, there's. There's a lot of things, man. Like, the, I think it just comes down to, like, the guys I'm with. Like, you know, like, the mindset. If you're around a bunch of, like, winners, you know, guys who want to win, like, it just takes you to that next level to just be like, I want to win as well. And, like, I think anything that I say I want to do, like, guys around me are never saying, like, no, nah, you can't do that. It's like, bro, why not? Like, do it, you know? Um, and like I said, Scott, JK, these dudes are always down to help whatever. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different things, like, Hawks helped me with. Family-wise, just, I mean, that's why I love this. Like I said, I love this company. And, like, I'm down to just work hard for, like, the company, just, you know? Yeah. Um, Because it's, like, all the support that they've given me, like, going out there and just, hey, even, like, going out there and say, dude, give me a truck, let me just go out there and, and hit my goal. Like, you don't get that a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just, like I said, like, they want you to, they want to see you win. You know, they want you to see you be better. And because what that does as well is push other guys to be better. And guys like to see that, you know. So that's, like, my thing, dude. I, I just want to make sure, like, I want to be the best version of Rob Vore and just lead. Um, and if I can help one or two guys see that, I'm like, dude, like, if he can do it, I can do it. Or if he can go get this number, I can do it. If Rob is at 10 for the day, dude, there's no reason why I shouldn't be up there with him. Like, you know. And the cool thing, dude, and I, I think this is one of, one of my favorite parts of being with Hawks is, I mean, you're, you're going on what year? 30 years. Um, 30 yeah, years with Hawks. How yeah. many in total in the industry? 
So this is going to be my sixth summer. Sixth summer. Yeah. So in door to door years, that's actually pretty old. But comparative <laughs> to a lot of a lot of competitors in the space, a lot yeah. of companies, we're young. Yeah. Especially from a leadership perspective, like I know guys hitting golden doors. It was their fourteenth year. Yep. This year, you know what that's I mean. Crazy. And so that's what excites me. Is like even all the top leaders, top salesmen. We've all been in the space like half the amount of time that yeah. you know half the other competitors have been in. It's like, dude, I am stoked to see what we can accomplish in the future, especially with you know Mike Paulus and Scott and JK and where yeah. they're wanting to take the company. It's like it's only up from here. That's what I'm saying. And the yeah. cool thing is, you're you're one of the OG dogs that's going to yeah. help tons of other guys who are coming up the ranks, looking at you as their mentor, just like you looked at Brenton. Yeah, being like, dude, Rob was a pivotal moment as to why I, you know, I hit my goal of golden door, whatever it was, yeah. especially this next year, bro. That's, I know, dude, I'm excited. Like it's exciting, dude. You know, like I see all the other guys are hitting it as well. I'm like, dude, like I look at it like, dude, if this person can do it, like there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the same way the golden door. I'm like, dude, dudes are hitting. Like there's no reason why, you know, like just put your excuses to the side, go out there, make it happen. Like, regardless what it takes, like, it might take four, five, six, seven months, whatever it takes. Like, go out there and make it happen because it's like a, a rewarding feeling when you set a goal and you hit a goal. Like, you know, like, everyone starts, but not everyone finishes. But knowing that you start and you finish something, that's a different, you take different, that's like a different pride that you take, it, a different feeling. And I remember when I hit it, JK was the one, he called me, he's like, dude, congrats. You did something where, like, a lot of guys sat there, like, they're going to do it, but a lot of guys didn't do it. And when he said that, it hit me. I was like, dude, you're right. But I wasn't even thinking so much into that. I was like, dude, you're right. You know, because it gives, like, a different feeling. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Excuse my language, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're right, man. Like, a lot of people did start, but a lot, a lot of people finish, you know. So it's a different product that comes with it. And yeah. So last bit of advice then is be a finisher. Be a finisher. Like, you know, start, but also be a finisher. Don't yep. start and just say, well, because of this, 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 I'm just going to keep, like, you know, negotiate myself. Like, ah, that's not the goal anymore. This is going to be a goal. This, I'm like, no, no. If that's the goal you set, go out there and, and get it. Like, don't not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. don't start. And, and I think that's where 75 hard taught me is just being consistent. Like, you got to start and finish something. That's one of the biggest reasons why I did it. I was like, dude, I got to start something to finish it. 75 days, that's tough to work out twice drinking gallon of water and do all this extra stuff. Like, I don't want to do that. But I know I have to do something hard that's going to push me. That way when guys are tapping out, I'm like, nah, bro, we're going to keep going. You know, and that's, like I said, it all came back. It all circles back to, like, when I was younger, my mom, like, what she did and, like, bringing us here. And that's why I look So like, pivotal. Yeah, like, there's, like, my big why, her, my, like I said, my kids and, like, all these things and, you know. And now you're making your mom proud. Yeah, so nice she's yeah she's she's, she's she's she loves it, man. Like she's seen like all the, the 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 progress and just like everything. And she, I know she 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 she, she likes it, man. She she enjoys it, and like and it's it's pretty cool. Just like I know her in her mind, she's like, dude, like came out here really like you know because when we come like when you come to the states, man, like your parents want you to be you know successful, want you to go out there and do your thing. But like I think when they see your kid, like their kids is like doing actually doing something and. and and live trying to level up and be better, I think it's just, like, a great feeling that she has. And so she's always, like, calling me, like, how's everything going? So 
Well, yeah, dude, especially because she never complained. Yeah. Ultimately, she probably moved to the States for you. Yeah. For her as well, but it was probably to make a better life for her kids. That was a big thing because, so. you know, back then, like I said, we, we didn't have a lot. Like I said, she was working um, growing up, and we didn't have a ton. So not knew in her eyes, she was like, you could just see it. Like, you could just see it. When I, like, when, I, when I was younger, I could just see it in her eyes. Like, man, this lady, like, wants more than what her current situation is, you know. Said we used to go to the office like all the time, like every like every week we used to go, like take a bus and go out there. You know, it's a little different down there, but she used to go out there and just, and then it just happened. You know, they're like, hey, we're gonna, you guys are, are you guys are in, you guys are going to the states, and you can just see like the happiness in our eyes. And obviously, when we came out here, it's another, that's another thing you have to get adjusted to because you're in America, like you don't know the language, just a different culture now. Completely you know? different, yeah. So. So that's something that we have to, like, learn as well. So, I mean, it's – I had a lot of people growing up that helped me as well, like, along my journey. So it's not just me. It's just, like, there's a lot of people I looked up to that helped me kind of, like, pivot my way, like, hey, make sure you stay on this course. Make sure you stay here. And I think it's just dope to have. And, like I said, that, that's where the church played a big part because there's a lot of people I looked up to um, growing up. Yeah, I don't think anyone can really say they're self-made. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, between the adversity and the mentoring and stuff, you grown into – Freaking beast, bro. Yeah. So, dude, it was a pleasure sitting down with you. Sir. I think tons of people are going to get crazy amount of value out of this podcast. So, congrats on the big summer. I appreciate it. Right? I'll hold my congrats for next year <laughs> until you go out and, you you know, you hit yeah. it. Excited to watch, though, bro. So, good luck with everything. Thank and you. And that's a wrap for this episode.